0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co host, Tony Guerra, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast broadcasting from the Health and Public Services Building on the DMAC Ankeny, Iowa campus. Connect with me on YouTube at Tony PharmD, where you can find over 800 pharmacy videos supporting my audiobook Memorizing Pharmacology. Today, we have a special co- podcast connecting fourth year APPE student pharmacists from two Big Ten schools, the University of Iowa and Purdue University. Both students in block two of their rotations. Emily Henningson from the University of Iowa will take us through the interview. This is Salah Yoon, a PharmD candidate at Purdue University. And you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Um, I'm here tonight with Song Ah Yoon, a PharmD candidate at Purdue University. She's from West Lafayette, Indiana, and she's interested in pursuing a fellowship in the pharmaceutical industry after graduation. Song Ah, welcome, and welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Okay, this is Emily Henningsen, a current um, fourth-year student pharmacist at the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy, and I'm here with Song Ah today, and she's a student pharmacist from Purdue. So welcome onto the podcast, thanks for joining us tonight. So we'll just start with the basics. So what was your road to pharmacy school, and how did you choose pharmacy as a profession?
0: So I chose pharmacy because um, ever since in high school, I always knew that I wanted to go into the healthcare profession, healthcare field, and I knew that pharmacists are one of the most trusted professionals, and I wanted to be the go-to drug experts for other healthcare professionals, such as physicians and nurses. Um, In addition, I really liked how pharmacists were easily accessible for patients. For instance, as a patient, you can easily go to the pharmacy and ask for a pharmacist for his or her opinion, and I really liked how they were a very trusted expert and very accessible to patients.
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, So then it looks like, as you said, you you started at Purdue University, and you said that you're from the state of Indiana, and you chose to stay in-state, obviously, and go to pharmacy school at Purdue. So what made you choose to stay in Indiana, and why did you choose Purdue over maybe other colleges that had pharmacy programs? Sure.
0: Um, So I think it helps that I'm from West Lafayette, Indiana, where Purdue is located. So I had the opportunity to talk to some Purdue pharmacy students before I even began college. So I knew that I'd be receiving a very um, quality education at Purdue University, and I also knew that it would be one one of the top uh, pharmacy schools in the nation and I may be biased but I think it's the best pharmacy school in the <laughs> nation <laughs> um, so, and I just really liked I mean like I've, since I have lived in West Lafayette Purdue just naturally felt like a home to me and I honestly like within the last like within the last years that I've attended Purdue I really can speak to that like I feel like Purdue has really been an amazing pharmacy school for me and I have I've learned so much and there's such a great there's a great alumni base as well so I mean Purdue definitely gives a quality education to all the students
1: yeah definitely and did you do undergrad at Purdue as well
0: um, so I did one year of pre pharmacy at Purdue before going into pharmacy school. So that, I guess that's another decision that kind of impacted uh, me going into Purdue because um, I also did. I guess I kind of did like an ac- accelerated track in which um, I took some, I took a summer class in organic chemistry before I started my pre pharmacy because I wanted to, um, because I was I did my um, pre pharmacy in one year and some students they typically do two to four years depending on if they get a bachelors or not. Mm-hmm. So I also wanted to like challenge myself and um, do my pre-pharmacy um, in one year. So, so, so it also helped that I had some AP classes in high school, um, which allowed me to apply to pharmacy school my freshman year.
1: Sure, yeah. So that's awesome that you can do one year um, at Iowa too. It's, it's between two and four, whatever you make of it. Um, but after you did get in after that first year, did you feel like you were ready? And did you feel prepared that just one year, kind of away from home but still at home, got you ready mm-hmm. to kind of tackle this pretty difficult curriculum?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, that's, uh, so for me personally, it really helped that my um, academic advisor was a he was a really good support system for me. I remember like right before I started. Um, pre-pharmacy I talked to him about considering doing this one-year option and like I guess the thing is there was nothing to lose like if I didn't get into pharmacy school within one year then I would be on the same I guess playing field as the other students yeah and I guess like I just um I wanted to challenge myself and I guess like I guess going back to your question about like if I p- felt prepared or not like I I do remember like telling like Telling him about how, like, oh, I kind of wish um, I had the opportunity to take, like, other electives while I was in pre-pharmacy. But, like, he also mentioned about how, like, nobody's, you know, perfect when you go into pharmacy school. Like, you're supposed to learn throughout your time in pharmacy school. Like, you're not supposed to be um, 100% ready. So, I mean, I feel like Purdue did a really good job in preparing me along the way of um, becoming, I guess, more prepared.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point that you make with the, you know, you really didn't have anything to lose with completing it in one year. You know, you could just go back and, and try again. And I think that's, that's what's kind of nice about these programs that, you know, let you in after two, three, four years. You do have kind of a couple of chances, so it's not all lost and you're not stuck trying to find a job in, in something maybe you don't want to do. Um, once you get out. So that's really interesting. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know you could get in after one year, so that's really awesome. Um, so I guess going back to um, your time at Purdue, so um, you've been involved during your time in pharmacy school in quite a few organizations. So could you just touch on some of the most meaningful organizations or things you've done in them and how those have impacted you and your, the route you hope to take after graduation?
0: I think the organization that had the most impact for me is the Academy of Managed Care Pharmacy, or AMCP, and I first joined this organization as a P1 without knowing what managed care was, and I just wanted to know about what managed care is and just explore different opportun- opportunities. So joining AMCP has definitely opened up a lot of doors for me because um, I had the opportunity to participate in the PNT competition and also eventually um they have an internship at Epna last summer, and I would not have had these opportunities um, otherwise. In addition, I just remember that back my p one year, I thought I wanted to go to like maybe like a community or like a clinical route, and now I'm considering more of a, a career in um, pharmaceutical industry or managed care. So it has really, I guess, shaped, helped me shape my interests throughout my time in pharmacy school.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So maybe for some of those that aren't quite as familiar, can you just touch a little bit on what managed care is and what a pharmacist's role is in that field?
0: Sure. So for managed care, I would say that it can be part of any setting in pharmacy. So for instance, in a community setting, when you're when a pharmacist is working with prior authorization that's related to managed care. And or, for instance, in a hospital setting, if a pharmacist is on the PNT committee and deciding what drugs to add to the hospital's formulary formulary list, then that's also part of managed care. So that's also something that I really liked about it is that no matter what setting a pharmacy you go into, it's always something that you're practicing. Um, And then, I guess, another way um, to that like pharmacists can go into managed care is by working in an insurance company. And I feel like that can also kind of maybe get a bad rep because people might like have a negative association with insurance companies. But actually, um in when I did my internship at Aetna last summer, I really had I I, I really got the feeling that the pharmacists do really care for the patients and they're trying to lower the cost Um, uh, costs of healthcare costs while also trying to give the best quality healthcare. So it's about I guess about balancing costs, but also trying to provide the patients the best possible best best quality healthcare.
1: Yeah, that's really awesome. Cool. So I guess going into that, um, both of us are pretty new at the fourth year game, being um, fourth year student pharmacists. So you're currently in your second rotation and you're at NovoCure, um, which is a rotation in oncology marking, and your first rotation was at Eli Lilly in medical affairs. So if, can you just touch on both of those and kind of what a day in the life was like at your first rotation and where you're at now, and what you've learned in both of those that maybe can help you along in, on your, your route to where you hope to end up?
0: Sure. So for Eli Lilly and Novocure, I would say that they're both. um, They although they're both industry rotations, they have both been different experiences for me, and both have been really amazing. For um, I guess for for industry settings in general, I feel like there isn't really like a typical day to day um, activity. I feel like every day is different, which is what I really love about the industry. But um, both. But for both Eli Lilly and NovoKia, I would say that they were more project-based. So I would be doing different types of projects. So for instance, at Lilly, um, my project was uh, I developed like a training material for psoriatic arthritis, as well as um, look at patient reported outcomes and at Novacure right now I'm working with more of the marketing side and while I do have big projects going on since I'm here for two months, since this is my second month I am also working a lot of small side projects at the same time
1: mm-hmm. Cool, those sound like really great experiences to kind of lead you in the direction that you hope to go so that's really great that you could, could get to have those experiences um, and so kind of like I touched on since we're both pretty new to the P4 game, I know that my first few days, especially my first rotation, were kind of scary. So um, knowing what you know now, what advice would you have to a P4 who's just starting on rotations that you wish you would have known on your first couple of days?
0: So, I know that I can't really speak to the clinical side since my first three months have been on industry rotations, but um, I would say that not everything is black and white and I guess this kind of applies to the clinical side as well. I feel like in pharmacy school um, we are geared towards like learning how to take exams and I feel like in exams usually there's like one right question one right answer to the question but within the industry what and I feel like also within the clinical clinical side too I just feel like there's always multiple right answers to problems and I would say just I I would say my advice is just to like maybe keep an open mind to everything, and um, it's okay to um, have like typos and errors since I think the point of the ro- point of rotation is to uh, continuously continuously learn. And this is and I also have an advice that I received from someone uh, someone else. Was to jot down three things that you learned from a rotation. So at the end of the rotation, just to like write down three new things that you learned. And I'm also like, I also like, keep like a journal to myself to like help to help me like remember like what kind of, what kind of projects I did and what kind of, um, what kind of things that I learned on that rotation, which have also been really helpful for me.
1: Yeah, I actually keep a journal too. Um, we we have to keep one for, we have to log our interventions, I guess, um, at Iowa, but I've kind of kept my own personal list too. So I know that, you know, with kind of like you said, the trials and tribulations of not everything going perfect, you know, maybe at your rotation, maybe you're not knowing something. It's really nice to look back on that list and say like, wow, I did this really cool thing. Like, I knew that and I knew that. So just because I'm not so well versed in maybe one aspect quite yet, I know that I learned from it and I know that I'm already doing all these great things. So I do think that's a really awesome reminder of, you know, like how far you've come and, and you know, that you're actually actually doing some good. So that's a really good point. Cool. Um, so when I had spoken to you a little bit to get to know you before the interview, you had mentioned that you were a teaching assistant for five different classes. So how did you get involved in that?
0: So, I first got involved in being a TA by simply just, like, emailing a professor, telling him, oh, I'm interested in being a TA for this class, Um, do you have an opening? And I I guess, like, I also knew from the beginning, too, that I wanted to become more involved in academia, and, um, and then later on with my other classes, um... I had a, one of my professors ask me if I would be interested in t- being a TA for her class. So, um, so I guess, so so I guess in the beginning I uh, I got my foot wet with with, a, with being a TA just by like asking around and seeing um, if they had an opening for the uh, teaching assistant position.
1: Yeah, and was this within the College of Pharmacy or is this just at um, Purdue like the undergraduate courses?
0: Oh, so I was in the Purdue College of Pharmacy. College of
1: Pharmacy, awesome. Um, and what what kind of things did you do as a TA?
0: Um, so I would say that my roles were different, were differed from one from one to another. Um, so for instance, I was a TA for a compounding and counseling laboratory, my uh, P2 year. So that was more within a small setting within like within pharmacy professional lab. So for that, I would be um, the The students would be practicing their counseling techniques on me and it would just be more of a one-on-one interaction which I really enjoyed and another class that I TA'd for was uh, an integrative pharmacotherapy course in which sometimes I would have students come to my office hours so that that aspect I really liked and I would also say that something that I did in all the um, in all the classes as a TA was also like helping with the grading aspects as well.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um. What? So, th- how did those roles in general pique your interest into potentially pursuing an academic role at a pharmacy school? And what kind of things do you think you would enjoy maybe taking on in a teaching role um, after graduation?
0: Sure. Um. So I would say that. Um, in the future, my ideal job would be to, I know that like earlier I mentioned that I I would be, I was interested in maybe going to the pharmaceutical industry after graduation. So I would, um, I also, I've noticed that within pharmacy schools, sometimes we don't really learn about the pharmaceutical industry as much as the clinical side. I would say that piqued my interest in pursuing an academic role in that now I am potentially interested in being a part-time faculty at a college of pharmacy. So I know that I mentioned earlier about how I'm potentially interested in pursuing a career in the pharmaceutical industry after graduation. So right now I'm really interested in a pharmaceutical industry fellowship affiliated with a pharmacy school because then I have... I'm able to teach at a pharmacy school while also working at a pharmaceutical industry. I guess for me, I really like the fact that you're able to shape the education of future healthcare professionals. And I also see that there's a need for, there's a need for students, students in the pharmaceutical industry setting because I know that for personally for me, at Purdue, I was lucky to have an elective in the pharmaceutical industry, but I know that not all the pharmacy schools have one. So I would also be potentially interested in creating an elective um ad at pharmacy school as, a, as well.
1: Yeah, I think that um, how many elective hours do you have to take at, at Purdue?
0: I, it it actually recently changed because we had to add an immunization elective so I think right now it's 11 credit hours for electives
1: okay I think we were 12 so I know that um, like you said with maybe having an elective that people can kind of take to, to pique their interest I think that would be great because I know that some of the um, potential areas that I'm pursuing came from an elective like I know that I learned in the classroom just the basics but really those electives helped push it a step further and and really get me interested in a couple of topics. So I think that that would be really helpful, you know, for students who maybe think that that's something they want to get into, especially the pharmaceutical industry, but they're not quite sure. Um, That'd be a great way just to give them some more foundational knowledge to especially maybe prepare them for a potential rotation that they could have in in the pharmaceutical industry.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree.
1: Yeah. Um, So going off of that you kind of talked about how you can tie those worlds together so that's really cool so um I guess as you continue on your your fourth and final year of pharmacy school um what are you most excited about as you as you do more rotations and kind of work towards that that PharmD degree?
0: Uh, I would say that's a hard question because I just feel like I am excited about everything but I guess Something that has been on my mind a lot, and I guess for most students this has also been on their mind too during their P4 year, is probably mid-year because I've heard so many stories about mid-year from upperclassmen, and I know that for fellowships at mid-year we'll have to do interviews, which makes me nervous but at the same time excited. Um, So I think that has definitely been on my mind a lot, but also with rotations, I, I'm just excited to just learn more because I know that since my first three months have been in industry. I'm also I'm excited to also like put my knowledge into practice for the clinical side, too.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so going back to mid-year and the fellowship, so can you maybe explain to the listeners what a fellowship is and how maybe it's different than a residency and then the type of, obviously, you want to go into industry. So is a fellowship something that people working in the pharmaceutical industry, is it something that they need to get a job there in that setting?
0: Sure. So for pharmaceutical uh, industry fellowships, um, I guess how how it's different from residencies is that at midyear for fellowships, students typically interview at midyear for um, different positions while for residencies students typically learn more about the residency programs and apply, uh, and uh, and I believe that they write their letter of intent after the, after mid-year, and then residency students, like students applying for residency typically have interviews in February, well, for fellowships, it's usually in January, in regards to if fellowship is absolutely needed um, to get a position in the industry from what I've heard from my mentors and also alumni is that it's not absolutely necessary, but I've heard that the skill sets that you gain from going through a fellowship is some, is similar to, like, let's say you do, like, a one-year fellowship. it's I've heard that it's similar to a three- to five-year work experience, so, sure. uh, um, so that it's definitely very valuable, and I also see that there's a lot to learn with, um, a lot to learn on fellowships because I know that um, some fellowships also offer mentoring within the fellowship which, which I also think is very valuable
1: yeah cool yeah I think a residency is something like that three to five year mark as well so, so kind of the same but, but different enough so awesome um let me think so we got through every question so I'm trying to think is there anything else you want to like talk about that you can think of um
0: um not I, I i can't really think of anything else but i just wanted to thank you for um uh, taking the time for doing this doing this podcast i really um thank you so much
1: oh yeah no problem <laughs> so Sun, uh thanks for being on the pharmacy podcast and best of luck to you as you continue your p4 year yeah
0: thank you so much emily yeah thanks Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.